This is the We Fish with Phoenix Boats podcast, built by anglers for anglers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of We Fish with Phoenix Boats podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trockenbrot. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brian Travis. And today, well, we tried this yesterday, but we're going to try to get Mr. Brock Mosley on the line after second place at Pickwick. Uh, we had to all head to our safe rooms about 3 o'clock when we were shooting this yesterday because uh, of tornadoes down here in the southeast. And then uh, he had a layover this morning. We're going to catch him on that. And he found out he could get an earlier flight. So he is running from one concourse to the other so that we can finally talk to him once he lands. Yeah, well, and I, I'm sure he's had a little time to think about everything now take a breath when he gets off the airplane um but yeah those storms were pretty rough yesterday all throughout the southeast so you know thoughts and prayers go out to everybody that were involved with that but glad to know that um it didn't hit hit around brock or hit around us either so that's good no yeah thoughts and prayers out to birmingham for sure and uh man brock just hot streak right now oh man he's been on fire since last year i mean that's wh- true. what do you say you know mm-hmm um it, it's it's pretty interesting and then of course we'll get into this with him i'm sure but man they they had a huge change of events for themselves you know going from uh, practice to having a ton of rain ton of water coming up delaying the the tournament for a couple of days so i'm sure he's got some thoughts on on what that did to his game plan i couldn't do that sitting around two days ready to go not going all day and then the next day and then finally saturday we get to go i'd be a head case Oh, I, I wouldn't be able to deal with you for those couple of days. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't you be and Brock, myself either. But you and Brock are, are are fairly close as far as that goes. I mean, you guys used to fish together, or not together necessarily, but against each other for a while, hadn't you? Yeah, no, I remember uh, him being at Ole Miss, and uh, I fished at Birmingham Southern. He, uh, I mean, he always beat us, just like he did when we graduated. And I guess he was fishing BFLs, but when the AVT started, I got in the second year. Yeah, 2015. He and his dad were fishing it, uh, beat us again there, beat us at Pickwick that year. Because I remember talking to him in the parking lot, like, hey, did y'all catch him? He's like, man, we had 15. I said, well, eight more than we had. So so are you like the good luck Chuck of fishing? Probably. <laughs> I guess you're going to get a call up to the elites here soon. Right. right. That's got to be pretty neat, though, somebody that, that you competed against at multiple levels of when you were fishing and to watch them go on and, and have the success that he's had at the at the elite level. It does. It's really cool to see the passion that someone has all the way from college to put in the time. I remember talking to him about the opens. He was fishing those during the ABTs. It took a couple of years to make it, but never gave up on it. And here he is. I mean, literally three second places on the elites. He's going to get one here soon. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a matter of, of the win, the timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I, you know, we've watched a lot of fishing. We've watched a lot of tournaments, but to watch this one unfold at Pickwick in the fashion that it did. I mean, Brock had put himself in perfect situation going into that final day. Um, I'm sure he had already calculated what he felt like he needed to do to win it. And man, he was after him all day, you know, it looked like he made an adjustment on the final day too. the, the cut line had thinned out the crowd a little bit. So he ended up in the horseshoe that morning, um, which he may have went there earlier in the week, but I didn't see any footage of him up there. And uh, jumped on some fish pretty quick there. And, um, you, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting, the strategy of that whole thing, too, because you fished up there, you fished the horseshoe. I mean, when you do have the almost 100 guys up in that area fishing 
it's going to be tough to get a boat in there. And uh, so waiting until that final day and, and moving in there when there's not a bigger crowd is pretty smart. It is, and it's finding the right eddy, picking the right eddy. And uh, I'll go on record now and say, no, he wasn't in the horseshoe. And Brian said, yes, he was. I guess I needed to watch live that morning because I did not see it. So, Brian, you're right. And he was throwing a spinnerbait. I never, did, nah, I never discounted the spinnerbait. <laughs> I just said the smallmouth came on that swimbait. Yeah. You want to take a bet on that? Look, and here's the thing, everybody that's listening. Tim and I, we bicker back and forth a lot about who's right about things, so I've always got to just pound it in when I actually get one. It is a constant battle day in and day out of who is right. And even <laughs> if we're both wrong, someone's right. Oh, absolutely. But we wouldn't have it any other way. No. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with uh, Mr. Brock Mosley. I'll dial him up. At Phoenix Boats, our passion for fishing is obvious. Whether it's a pro event or fishing with our family and friends, we truly love the sport of fishing. That's why our goal is to make every single Phoenix boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction. We love to fish as much as anyone, and we believe it shows in every boat we build. Phoenix Boats, built by anglers for anglers. Well, let's see if we can dial him up. Uh, I guess he's landed now. So, uh, hello, he's alive. The he man exists. I am. <laughs> you land? Everything good there? Yep. We're headed to Sandusky now. What are you oh, doing up Callahan there? Callahan Auto Parts. I'm working a boat show for you guys or an open house. FC oh, FC. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You gonna go to Cedar Point while you're up there? I don't know. Go ride some roller coasters. No, I got to get back Sunday so I can practice, start practice for that open next week. Are you fishing Smith? Yeah. It's high. It's not as if high as Pickwick it. was, but it's high. Yeah. I think it's like six feet high is what I heard yesterday. Yeah, I think somebody put on there this morning. It's 10 foot high now. Good night. Y'all going out of the dam or? <clears throat> yeah, I'll go down. Well, only half of y'all be able to park here in another day. That parking lot will flood up. Yeah. But she, well, we just wanted to get y'all in, uh, basically because you have back-to-back top tens fishing good. Is it is yeah. it the baby thing having two kids oh. now, two top <laughs> yeah, tens, second place on Pickwick, a trend of twos for sure. I don't know. Actually, dating back to last year, I got five in the last ten elite events. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's just been fishing good. Well, what was different for you at Pickwick? I mean, y'all got thrown pretty big curveball uh, to practice for three days, and then all of a sudden everything you've been fishing is four feet underwater. Well, when I was in college, I, I fished Pickwick a lot and spent a lot of time there. I've actually fished two tournaments before in those same type conditions, and it didn't pan out well for me that in those events. So mainly just learning from mistakes. And I decided to stick in the river around Florence where the fish just changed with the current instead of looking for a fish that had six more feet of water that could go 300 yards toward the bank. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to fish there and I knew what know what lives up there and that if I could just get on the bike that I could have a good sack every day and that's what happened. So was was anybody else fishing that bluff wall around you, or was you oh, that yeah, all? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't just fishing that bluff wall. It's just that final day they 
they got stacked on that bluff wall. Okay. Um, actually, where I caught most of them that last day, I hadn't even gotten bit there most of the week. Um, it seemed like during the first three days, with the current being a little stronger, that the fish were sitting on the front side of the bluffs in front of where the current hit the hardest. And then when the current slowed down that last day, they got back in the eddies for whatever reason. I don't know if it was the conditions, the rain, because the day, the last day of practice, I, I fished that same stuff and they were set up like they were the last day of tournament. And it was raining and tornadoes. And so I don't know if it was the weather or the current slowing down, but something put them back behind the eddies where they were supposed to be to begin with. Mm-hmm. How would you rate your practice for, for Pickwick? Um, I had a good practice. Um, um, I had 19 and some change the first day of practice and didn't, didn't really catch them the way I wanted to catch them. The second day I had over 20 pounds and I fished the lower end of the lake. And then the final day of practice, I stayed in Florence again and kind of got dialed into what I needed to do to get bit. So I had a good practice. It's just, um, like I said, being familiar with that place and knowing what to expect. Did you like having the, the two day? I know that the, not the situation of the delay, but did you enjoy having the two days in between practice and the tournament or would you rather roll straight into it? I'd rather roll straight into it, but it was kind of, kind of cool. Cause we were all going from, you know, practice to six more feet of water and nobody really knowing what to expect. Well, we had a struggle here, too, with it getting delayed because our productivity went down tremendously having the final <laughs> two days on Monday and Tuesday. There may have been a lot of live streaming in here, and, and I just want to go on record. You were on my fantasy team. Thank you, Brock. <clears throat> that helped. I appreciate it. Glad I could help. <laughs> well, he's a Fairweather fan. I had you at Knoxville, too. So, Yeah. I, you know, that final day, I mean, the outcome wasn't what I was wanting um, just because – Going into that day, I thought if I caught 22 pounds, I'd have a shot. And, of course, I knew I had over 22 when I came in, but it had to be a real entertaining afternoon for live. Oh, it was. And and I'm going to say you had a pretty good poker face. When you weighed that last smallmouth, I was watching you, and me and Tim were arguing about it because I was like, ah, it's bigger than what he recorded. And he's like, no, nah, I don't think it is. I said, oh, it is. It's like I could see it in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on yeah. that hot seat for a while, that's got to be nerve-wracking Usually, too. Usually when I call out a weight, it's usually several ounces smaller than what my scale says. <laughs> <laughs> the cameraman won't lie for you. Right. Marshals, marshals you can get the sandbag for you, but the cameraman, you can't never get them to sandbag. Oh, I've been a marshal before, and I've put plenty of two-pounders down that were five and six. <laughs> yeah. That's why Tim doesn't get invited to stick around for final day. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, I did everything I could do. It was just Bill's time to win, and nobody deserved it more than he did. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of stung when you get in that position and you come up short. And that's you know my third time to finish second in the elites. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you have to wait too much longer for a win. I mean, Bill waited a little while, but I think he'll, yours will come sooner. I hope so. Uh, but, you know, just got to keep trying to make top tens and keep putting, putting
put myself in position and it'll it'll happen sooner or later but i knew going into that final day with the water dropping that it was really going to be anybody's game and like i said i had my mindset that i needed 22 pounds to have a shot i did everything i could do that day mm-hmm. oh yeah i know on live we saw a lot of coverage of you throwing throwing that swim bait what else were you throwing during that tournament I caught several of mine that day on a three-quarter ounce spinnerbait uh, when I finally went to the horseshoe. And I've been staying away from the horseshoe all week because the current, the inflow was over 150,000 cubic feet a second. And when it's over 135, it covers up most of the boulders. And, mm-hmm. and I like it when it slowed down. And I looked on my app and seen that it was supposed to slow down to about 120. And that's where I like it best. So um, for that reason and just staying away from the crowds all week, um, I decided to go up there and start my final day because I haven't been – the fish I were catching on the bluffs and the eddies wasn't setting up until the afternoon or around lunch every day. So I decided to go up there and start and uh, pulled up there and they were biting pretty quick. Yeah, that, that, that little thing was a, was a little flurry you put together right there. Yeah, I mean, I fished there many, many times, and I know you can pull up on the right eddy and catch 25 pounds and five casts. I've seen it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I caught two on back-to-back casts, I thought that may have been what was just transpired, <laughs> but it never, it never, never happened. I mean, it ended on those two, and I had to go around to another eddy and catch a few more. But I actually think Steve Kennedy came back to that later in the day and caught a six pounder. So mm-hmm. that's just, that's just the way that place works. Now I was working unlike Brian on that final day. Were you on the right or left side of that horseshoe? I was between the two islands is where I caught the two. Okay. Uh, at that morning. And then I was on the left side of the horseshoe when I caught all my rest of them. I got you. Yeah. Don't let Tim, Tim tell you, he, he wasn't working too hard, but it got real, real quiet around the plant whenever way in was going. You could hear yeah. a lot, you could hear a lot of live coverage on cell phones starting to get loud, and uh, yeah. had, had quite a few people here in the plant watching it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and I imagine it was more than just the Phoenix plant because I heard that you know the most the most coverage we get are on days on the weekdays we fished. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I think this one set up great because it came down. I mean, it was a nail biter. So I mean, not only yeah. did you have during the week coverage, but you came down to a nail biter on the way in. That was pretty cool. Yeah, nobody was really sure who was going to win. Yep. No, it definitely came down to the wire there. I got to go back real quick. What did you think coming out of Florida wasn't your best finish, but what did you do mentally to get back in gear? Dude, the St. John's River has has bit me in the butt every year. And actually, I had my best practice down there this year. And uh, the day off, we down there every year it seems like the water warms up five or six degrees from practice and the deal i was catching on was more of a pre-spawn deal and my fish went to the bank and left and i could never regroup and i actually you know had the bites to have a decent tournament not a good tournament or a great tournament but a decent tournament and get out of there with a check it's just i fished one of the ugliest weeks i've ever fished just competitively and it just St. John's just beat me again. But, you know, you have to have a short memory. Uh, even with the good finishes, I mean, 
just because I finished second this past week, you know, I got to put it behind me and concentrate on the next one. And thinking about the next one, Sabine's going to be Sabine like it always is. But what do you think it's going to take to to win out there? You know, it's hard to tell. Um, I actually um, made the final day last time we were at Sabine River. Um, I think the first day I only had four fish and was in 98th place. Well, the second day I caught 16 pounds and jumped from 98th place to 7th place. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those places that, you know, if you catch 10 to 12 pounds every day, you're going to have a shot going in the final day. And that's about what you got to catch, about 12 pounds a day, which that's what, you know, growing up around the area I live, that's, that's about what it takes around home every day to win mm-hmm. a tournament, 12 to 14 pounds a day. So um, it's one of them tournaments you got to have a mental – your mental side ready for a grinder because that's what it's going to be. Now, last time when y'all were down there, did you make the run or did you stay pretty close? I made about a 40-mile run mm-hmm. uh, a couple of days, and then I, I was also catching fish close. Um, I didn't, I've never been there and made the run to Houston. I just That's a long way to go when you can catch the same weight there close to the ramp. Yeah, it's not much of a mega bag there. No. So how, how is it when you know you're going into a tournament like Sabine and you know it's going to be a grinder, do you have to change your practice habits? Um, not necessarily. Um, you know, I, tournaments like that and then when we were at Fort Loudon, um, it was a grinder too. And, you know, it's, it's all about generating bites. It's not necessarily quality issues. You know, I always feel like if I generate enough bites, I'm going to run into one quality fish or two quality fish if I'm lucky. Um, so those grinders, I just try to do whatever I think I can get the most bites on and let the cards play out, you know, of how I do weight-wise. Hmm. Now, going uh, after Sabine to Fork, you're going to stay in Texas you're going to come home real quick? I'm going to come home because, I mean, uh, the last – these next few weeks, I mean, starting at Pickwick's seven weeks or five out of the next seven weeks, I'll be fishing a tournament. So I'm going to go home and enjoy some family time, maybe do some turkey hunting. <laughs> you like turkey hunting? Oh, I love it. Man, I don't I like it. the snakes. Uh, they really don't bother me that bad. I mean, we, we don't see very many. You, you come turkey hunt up here, you'll see plenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, this uh, elite schedule this year though is taking a. It almost looks like an ABT schedule between Pickwick, yeah. Neely, and Gunnersville. You still miss fishing those with your dad? Uh, do what now? So, do you miss fishing team tournaments like that with your dad? Yeah, um, he could drive me, you know, insane some days. But <laughs> <laughs> my dad was always a good co-angler because he could always count on him to catch a big one behind me. Uh, he wouldn't catch many, but when he did catch one, he would make it count. <laughs> That's pretty good. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, the schedule was three in Alabama. And I, I can understand that, you know, after last year, you know, in my opinion, I think they just made a schedule to where venues that they knew we could get it in no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. So, um, New Henry would be an interesting one. We've never been there, I don't think. Mm-mm. No, just an um, open. 
And uh, other than the open there last year, there's not really a whole lot of history. You know, I fished some ABT there with you guys and uh, and uh, maybe a BFL or two, but I think that'll be another close weight tournament, you know, where we'll all be bunched up around 10 to 12 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so only can figure out 14 something a day is going to stand out in that one. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's, it's good for everybody, maybe not the anglers, but when you have a close tournament like that, I think that's what made the, this past week so entertaining is nobody blew it away and nobody knew who was going to win. Mm-hmm. No, no, it was definitely close. And even watching live that final day, I mean, you try to do the weight in your head and you still couldn't figure out who was going to come out on top. It was so dang close. Yeah. You know, I, I checked in, I looked at Bass Track and asked my cameraman knew I was ahead on top of Bass Track, but I knew Lowen was behind me and I know how low in sandbags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but when I came in, you know, I had Davey Hyde come up to me and several people. I mean, a bunch of people met me down at the dock and, you know, I kind of thought, well, maybe, maybe I do have it. <laughs> oh man. So, but you know, all in all, it was a good week. I didn't, I didn't lose it. I just got beat. You, you gave it everything you had there. What, uh, what color was that swim bait, by the way? Man, I was rotating between three or four different ones. Um, most of the week, I threw one that was um, like a white and had a chartreuse to, a look to it. And uh, I actually did a lot of painting up when I was down in the boot. But the last day, when I caught, when I got on that flurry, I, I kept slapping the chartreuse one. And uh, I caught them on a, a, a more natural shad color one. Gotcha. That's something I've been doing for years, man. The guy, a buddy of mine told me how to fish Tennessee River when I was in college. And I actually did that same deal in the Classic last year. Um, and it just didn't pan out. And I'm like, man, well, I'm never going to have a tournament line up to where I can, you know, use this technique and, to catch them. Uh, you know, I, I use that swim bait and a jig. And, you know, in practice... The first day of practice, I ran all that same stuff and never really got a bite with a jig. And I just, I had three of those swim baits rigged up and I never pulled one out. Hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, Kayla Sumrall calls me. He's like, man, I've caught a few on the swim bait. And I was like, oh, well, I hadn't pulled mine out yet. Let me pull <laughs> mine out. <laughs> you gotta be and, thankful uh, for that call. Yeah. And, uh, that's the reason I went back up there Wednesday and, uh, um, you know, I didn't catch, but I didn't get to fish for three hours from the Hurricaneado we had coming. <laughs> and, uh, I, in three hours, I had 18 pounds. So it's, uh, I got a little dialed into it and, and just kind of ran with it. And turned. I hear you. Now explain to me this. Are you trying to do like a reverse Tiger Woods with alternating jerseys on different days? Or did you just run and out? I, I, I got that crazy idea this all season. Um, I'm an Ole Miss grad, and the powder blue deal is an Ole Miss thing. And I'm the lady that does my jerseys, I'm like, man, how cool would it be if I had a, a, a blue jersey for the final day? And uh, she's like, yeah, we can do it if you want to. And I was so, well, my luck, I would make this jersey up and never make a top 10 this year. 
Well, you got to bust it out twice already, so I, I think you got to keep it rolling. So blue is going to be final day, and then red. Powder blue. We're going to run the powder blue on the final day, whether it's uh, an elite event or the classic. I like it. It's funny you're talking about college because a little bit earlier in the day, me and Tim were looking at some pictures he had. He had a picture of you back in college at a weigh-in, looking at looking at years you brought in. Then we turned around and looked at Tim's. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a, one at Logan. You spanked us on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. So, like I said, that's about thirty pounds ago. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm probably the same. Yeah, I think I went thirty the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Did the wife and uh, kids make it out there? Yeah, they were on spring break, so they got to spend their oh, week. Oh, that's nice. Uh, the whole week up there. Uh, it was kind of nerve-wracking, you know, just want to make sure they're taken care of all week, but yet you got to do the, your job. So. Mm-hmm. Now, your wife's week. a reading coach, right? She's a dyslexia therapist. That's what it is. That's what Dana does, too. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's good to have them up there. I mean, I'm sure they would have come regardless for the final day. Yeah. But. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't live but a few hours from Big Week. And, you know, when I came back in, actually the whole family had made their way up there. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, I think they even got to watch me catch my last one across the river. <laughs> oh, were they sitting there at McFarland? Yeah, I think everybody in McFarland heard me scream when I caught that last <laughs> That's what was really tough about live too was judging southern smallmouth compared to northern smallmouth. I mean, the weight you can kind of get it, but that camera with how long they are and that tail being so big. Yeah, dude, and you know that's as much as I fish pickwick. That's the largest bag I've weighed in in a tournament. Of course, fishing a lot of BFLs, um, your current changes on a on a normal weekend on a normal saturday mm-hmm. when you have normal generation and you're not spilling and uh it's, it's hard to win up there but you know usually i run into some big largemouth which the first three days i had one largemouth all three days but i never run into that five or six pound kicker largemouth that i needed you know the until the final day of the tournament the biggest fish i've had was a four and a half pounder and uh you know i just knew it was a matter of time before i run into some five pound smallmouth got real fortunate that last day i ran into a couple and i actually had one pull off at 230 that was really really big <laughs> did so, you uh have it do you have any company up there on a final day just me and steve kennedy okay just at the horseshoe uh, then yeah and you know in my opinion he's one one of the best current fishermen there is and to go to the toe to toe with him, you know, I feel real, real proud of that. Oh, he is. He knows that he knows that water though. That's I mean, he's made a living on that. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, all in all, it was a good week. You know, I didn't lose it by no, no means. No, you didn't. I just got beat. Well, we know you've been traveling. Hey, would y'all make it out of that tornado last night? All right. Yeah, it actually, uh, it never touched down until I got over in Alabama. So good. No damage at the new house or nothing? No, no, no damage for us. Well, good. Well, man, we appreciate you taking a second and your travels and doing all this right now, but good luck at Smith, and uh, I'm going to have you again on my fantasy team. Come Sabine. <laughs> all right. 
All right, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, man. Appreciate it, bro. We'll see you. See you guys. See you, bud.